Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. LPN Deep Dives presents A Court of Thorns and Roses. With Natalie Jean and Jackie Zabrowski. I don't think I'm like Elaine in my soul. Oh, no, no, no. I meant, like, you're with your outfit on uh-huh. right now, that you're giving Elaine vibes. But I'm Nesta. You're Nesta. You're definitely Nesta. Oh I'm very scared of you. You're oh. such a Nesta. I'm not. I'm not a Nesta either. This is a, this is a good fit. Yeah, I've got, um, I got really big sleeves on today, but also it's got a hood. But the oh. hood is <laughs> too big. I think it's supposed I, to slouch. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be a cowl. Slouch. Oh, cowl is better than slouch. I mean, you need to be mysterious when you walk through the woods. Problem is, then you can't see my ears. That is the problem. What if I start doing like this? Oh, yeah, like a little cap. Yeah. I mean, it's cute. Feeling it. If my ears stuck out this much and I was a fairy, I feel like that's what I would sound like. A little Uh, bit of Ray Romano in there. Yeah, a little Fat Albert. Debra! And a little bit of Fat Albert. (laughs) You know, the mix between Ray Romano and Fat Albert that everybody craves. You get that here on Akatar. What the world's missing. Yep. I choose to believe there is a fae out in Prithian that is the combination of the two of those people. I mean, I think I'd be scared of that. Yeah. No, he's he's a villain. Yeah. Certainly. He's a Ray, Romano. Ray Romano. Ray Romano and Fat Albert combined into a fairy body. Yeah. I don't trust that. They live forever, man. Uh, or do they? Do they? Kind of no. Yeah. Yes and no. Yeah, I guess compared to our today. dumb little mortal lives. Forever. I hate our moral lives. I'm going to say that every single week, and I hope it never gets old because everyone that listens to this also hates their mortal lives too. I know. I'm fine with it. Like, I'm fine with it in theory, but like, I hate the idea of it, which is the opposite of being fine with it in theory. If- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah, we're opening up beers, man. We're getting ha- – we should do one of these episodes hammered. Oh, God. I can't keep all these names straight if I drink. <laughs> it's very complicated. Um, It was just a sparkling water. It wasn't beer. It's not fun. I mean, make it whatever you want in your heads, in your imaginations. I got three bottles of wine in the car. Oh. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you guys want to get litty? Mm. <laughs> You're young. <laughs> I'm so young. I have overalls now. Do you know how young I am? I've got slouchy, poochy overalls. Whoa, baggies. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know if you know. I haven't seen those. Yet. No, I haven't showed them to you yet. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, I save them. They're they're like they're like my going out rolls. I'm shortening the word. <laughs> Good, because I don't have time. Um, this is you, I guess we're finally doing the end of the book today. We are. We're getting to the very end of Mist and Fury. Yeah, man. This was it was thick, and we're heading into another another thick. thick. Oh, yeah. oh, baby. Oh yeah. Um, but there's fewer character introductions, which might be helpful. Yes, I think through. Yeah, yeah. Which but, will be nice because the world is built. We know everybody now, and yeah. now we just have to get to know everybody further. And yes, where everybody further. knows your name. Is yeah. what Prithian will be. Third book is the cheers of books. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. So we have dates and mates. We have Woo-hoo! all kinds of stuff going on here where we left off. And we got a half of that blasted book of breathing. We certainly do. Because that blonde queen, the curly-haired queen, has secretly left it to us. Gifted it to us. Mm-hmm. So now we have both halves because we got the other one from the, spring, uh, the summer court. Excuse me. But what are we going to do with it? Well, I don't think that the Inner Circle really planned this out. And we'll talk about that. But they don't have a great plan. No, because I feel like they're really, they're moving forward, Mm -hmm. but they're not thinking through it. Yeah. They're like, we need to barrel through this. We'll worry about the details later. Is that like the way, like a soldier thinks? I, yeah. Yep. Right. Because, I mean, if there's two people that know how a soldier thinks, it is me and you. Mm. <laughs> yep. Yeah, man. Wahoo. What uh, do they say? Wahoo. Uh, uh, hoorah. Hoorah. <laughs> I think they should be saying wahoo You just want them to be Waluigi. <laughs> I just, this, ever since Mario Land, I've just been, I've been dreaming of Waluigi in my bed. Why am I not reading fanfic of Waluigi having sex with Pete? I'm sure there is just a bounty of it out there. Um, I'm not going to look for it right no. now. No. <laughs> <laughs> They're not fey. Oh, you are clicking it. I was. <laughs> I was going to start looking for it. Because that's how my brain works. Because I'm going to f- immediately forget that I said this. And I'm going to forget about it. And then, like, where is my life if I'm not reading Waluigi? No, not with the brothers. I'm not gonna. No, talk. no, I'm not gonna go is, down. you're going to I'm a going place. down. I'm going down. A weird go to hole. a place. <laughs> the Bowsette, Waluigi, and Bowsette. Mm, yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I've been reading so much smut. I am so in the world of smut now. It's crazy. I don't think that's bad. I'm just living. I'm living for it over here. I think it's great and healthy. Thank you. Uh. So yes, as you recall. The curly queen slipped the book to them, and she warned them in a note with the book that the others were not being truthful about where the sixth queen is staying. That's all we know about it, but I don't think she was at a go-kart center. No, probably not, because go-karts hurt a lot more than you remember they do. Just throwing that out there. That queen doesn't want to be go-karting. No. She's probably somewhere more sinister, but we don't know. So Feyre thinks about the curly blonde queen and decides that she has a lion's heart and that she hopes to see her again. You're really pulling that out of thin air. 
What? That, that, that she decides she has a lion's heart and hopes she sees her again. Uh, that uh, Pharaoh uh. words like, Pharaoh, what are you talking about? Well, she does. It's for foreshadowing, perhaps. Foreshadowing. But it might not be in the way that she had hoped. Ooh. Even though that Pharaoh and Rizan are openly linked and can speak to each other freely, now that Pharaoh has accepted the bond, I don't know if their brain speaking only has a certain range or they just think it's fun to fay text, but they continue to do it when Rizan is away. So he basically has to leave as soon as they get back from the cabin. and He's like getting ready for the war. And I totally get this because I just went on my honeymoon and now like I feel like I wish I could fay text and I wish I had a bond because I want to like shoot down the bond whenever I'm thinking of him. Yeah. But we don't have we're not mates. OK, so we've gone back to you guys aren't mates. <laughs> OK. Did we talk about it a lot on the honeymoon? Yes. Much to <laughs> Jeff's dismay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. You're married. We're married. That's our bond. <laughs> Um, so they do their their flirty Faye texting, and Favor tells Reese to tell the Illyrians to relax. Like, they're kind of, you know, s- watching over her all the time, and she just doesn't really need them to do that. They just She just wants to hang out and not have them protect her. And Reese is sort of like, yeah, give that a shot. Just, just ask him to stop Go ahead. protecting yeah, yeah, yeah. you. Good, good, Go yeah. for that. Uh, and then Farrah tells him that she's missing him inside of her. <laughs> and he responds, of course you are. <laughs> of course you oh, are. You're so arrogant, but you're correct. You're so right. Like, at least if you're going to be arrogant, be right about it. Yeah. yeah. And be sexy about <laughs> it. Farrah's all in on her feelings now, open finally to herself as well as open to Reese. So she's she's like all in on this. And she's she dreams of touching him, touching her and sailing over the spring blooms with him while he's away. The next day, she and Cassian decide to take a stroll through Valaris. As they wander and do errands, they take a break on one of the city's bridges near the Palace of Thread and Jewels, hmm. where they take in the scenery. Farrah marveling at the beauty of the Sidra. But Feyre can't help meddling because that's what she does and casually starts talking about Nesta to Cassian. As it has become pretty clear to the rest of them that Cassian has some sort of eyes set upon Nesta. Oh, does he now? Because if you remember at that last Queen's meeting, she was upset. He like came over to her and was like, I shall protect you. Yes, but also more importantly, I'll protect Elaine, yes. which is like uh, the man talk about a way to her heart. Yes, protect her sister. Her her adult the one baby. sister, not the other sister because she doesn't give a shit about the other sister. <laughs> the adult baby that is only like a year younger than her, but yeah. she treats her like a child. Um so she I don't like Elaine yet. We don't know her and, and I think I'm not spoiling anything. The, the fifth book does not focus. It focuses on Nesta. And Elaine is meant to have her own book. And I feel like she's still a mystery. Along with Az. Like, we don't really know what they think. No. Mm-mm. So Get right now, no, brains. she's not like, she's she's mostly just annoying. She's just a whatever. But I feel like we'll get more interesting insight into her. When she gets her book. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, what you said. Mm, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So she talks about how Nesta is different from other people. Yeah, which is, I guess, being a real bitch. Yeah. Um, but Cassian obviously kind of likes that she's different and, and that she's, like, sp- spindly. What is that word? Not spindly. Um, yeah, spiky. Like, uh, thorn- like thorny? Horny. Horny? <laughs> 
She's probably just horny. Maybe she needs to get dicked down. Well, sure. That's probably true. Uh, oh, will she get dicked down? <laughs> will Who she? Knows? I don't know. <laughs> so... Yeah, he likes her seeing as her like seeing as a sparring partner. She's her. spicy. Yeah, not he likes a, the spice. Yeah, not like, like Dune. Don't I know your Dune ears mm. pricked up? No, we're wait. This we're too far. We're past. too far past. Yeah, if you if you didn't like this, you would not be listening anymore. No, um, but yeah. So if he's ever to be with a woman, of course she would have to be a lot of woman because Cassian is a lot of man. <laughs> He has to kill for a living, and not everyone could handle that, even if he is good and kind. And the fan inside. art of Cassian is insane. <laughs> I lose myself. My entire feed, my whole Instagram feed, For You feed, is all fan art for Akatar. And every time I'm like, that's Cassian. That one's Cassian. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I know. My For You page on Instagram is mostly fan art for for Akatar now, which, you know... I. I didn't mean for that to happen, but no, that's just what happened. happened. Yeah, so. um, yeah, I see a lot probably the same. But everybody, I implore you, look up fan art of Cassian mm. because wow, yeah, he's a lot of female. Um, <laughs> so favorite tell, favorite tells him she thinks that Nesta feels so much that she blocks everyone from knowing, like a goth kid. Uh, you know, that she f- perhaps feels too much and that she burns with it. Cassian's like, I don't care. What? I don't care. What are you even, I was like, what are you even saying this for? Cause yeah. It's nothing I care about. So we either bring this up. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, but he also then equally as casually says, but it seems like she only cares about Elaine. Here in this interaction, we really get our first glimpse of who perhaps Nesta is, or at least how Feyre sees her. Because so far, we've only experienced her as being kind of cruel and mean, except for, like, these little slivers of, like, she went to the wall to try to find Feyre. Right. So we're trying. We're first getting, like, an insight from Feyre about maybe how she sees Nesta, at least. Um, like, it's almost like a... Um, she was always mean, but it was never, like, an evil stepmother sort of energy. It was like almost, it almost felt like an insecurity or something. Because like you said, it's as if she's like a cactus that she's covered in thorns because she doesn't want anyone to get too close, but she's not like spitting venom. Yeah. Like in the same way of like, like towards someone that's not overtly like in her space and coming at her or Elaine. Yeah. And I feel like that's where she really, and all of the fey people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like a cactus of water and sp- Spikes. Spikes. Does the cactus have the water? Oh, okay. Yeah. There's got. There's some in there, right? Is that what you're supposed to drink if you're trapped in the desert? Or the humps? Humps of the camels. I don't think you can drink that. You can't get in there. I don't know. Put a straw in there. Try to stick a straw and see what happens. Um, (laughs) So stinky water. That hump water. (laughs) That humpy water. It's still. Still water in there. Um, and perhaps, you know, she's so mean to Feyre because she knows how much she's failed her as an older sister. It's like her version of shame. I think maybe. that's definitely what it is. And that she can't, like, she doesn't, it makes her not like herself, which is something yeah. that we'll explore later on. But... I, would, I don't know anything about that. No, no, I love me. <laughs> me is the greatest. Never self-punished. Ever. Um, so... She also makes sure to tell Cassian that 
you know, Nesta will never forget that he promised to protect Elaine, and it makes her real horny. <laughs> uh, but then, as they are having this intimate conversation, Feyre feels something, a shift, one that she can't quite explain. Cassian feels it too. Something's wrong. They both search for the source of their disquiet. And there, on the horizon, a smear of black, swift moving, spreading wider as it grew closer. The smear of black separated, fracturing into countless figures. Too big for birds. Far too big. <gasps> no! Because they showed the queens! They're being infiltrated! No! The people of Alaris are now seeing, noticing this anomaly. And they're not used to seeing this because they have been protected yeah. for 5,000 years. They are scared. Cassian becomes the warrior that he is at his core. His like his armor just like doo, 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 yeah, and like the siphons get all siphony. Yeah, they get all red hot, big throbbing boiling. siphons. Um, and she and he demands that she go back to the townhouse, but Feyre will do no such thing. Nah, she's a warrior ass. She is a warrior ass. They both watch, and it becomes clear. This is a hostile takeover. Winged creatures holding other soldiers are rapidly approaching this secret city, one that was kept for so long until just the other day at the meeting with the queens. Those fucking queens. Cassian uses his siphons to blast a shield of red across the sky. A brief delay of the onslaught, but even the most powerful Illyrian warrior can't hold off a sky filled with thousands, thousands! for long. And as they approach closer and closer, Feyre is horrified to discover that many of them are the leathery bat creatures, brethren of some sort of the vile Ator. <gasps> and as they get stopped by the red shield, they raise their arms and punch through the, the shield with the same sort of blue stones that no, have crippled Rizan's magic. No! They've got it! They got the stuff they got Reese in the cave. The streets have erupted into chaos. The citizens of Valaris are screaming and running in terror as the creatures descend upon their streets. And then Feyre hears a horrific crunch near to her. She peers out from where Cassian has blocked her. There, on one of those towering, elegant lampposts flanking the bridge, her body was bent, her back arched on the impact, as if she were in the throes of passion. Her golden hair had been shorn to the skull. Her golden eyes had been plucked out. She was twitching where she had been impaled on the post, the metal pole straight through her slim torso, gore clinging to the metal above her. <gasps> Oof. Brutal. The Lion Queen has been disposed of. Because she was the trickery stir. The trickster. Trickster, yeah, that, that's what happens to tricksters in this. <laughs> you'd, be village. Really, you'd be a really good torturer. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't I? Oh, man, you bad. Ooh, you bad. And I go, Ow. Ah, yikes. <laughs> you are so bad, man. Can't you tell that I am so good at giving, doling out punishments? Yep. <laughs> I'm more a punishments kind of gal. Yeah, you are a punishments. Yeah, I'm a punishments. You know, like, I think that my bits technically are punishments. Yeah. And, you know, things like, <laughs> even though I stole that bit from Henry. Well, but Henry, he steals he, plenty Henry, of bits from me. That was also not his... He stole that as well. <laughs> from Cardi B. From like five or from seven years so, ago. Yeah, it's so not a thing. No. Um... <laughs> 
technically, I think we are the ones who ruined it. Mm, yeah. Once I think Henry is <laughs> um, So, yes, the Lion Queen, Queen has been tortured and seemingly to send a message. Horrific, but cinematically speaking, that's the money. That's the money shot. Oh, yeah. Except they cut off her hair, bitches. I hope you use it for a pillow or something. Make it a wig. This is, I feel like hair. these torturers aren't using their things enough. Like, uh, you know, like the, the guys that the boys talk about. The ones that take the skin and make lamps. They should do that. Take the skin and make lamps. Yeah, like Ed Gein. Yeah, that's the yeah. one. Make soap. I know I should know him. I know it's like you're the, you live in the house that True Crime built, but I don't remember them. I'm sorry. I don't remember. I don't think you need to. It's fine. Lamps. Please make remember lamps. Other, don't, don't fill your brain with these pieces of information. No, I read smut instead, like the Lady of Rooksgrave Manor, which is the one I'm currently reading. Dude, first... That within, was a big pivot from Ed Gein. First 20 minutes, she has sex with both Jekyll and Hyde. Wow. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> like, in the same session and he f- turns? Yes. Whoa, cool. <laughs> That's fun. Yes. Hell yeah. Um, but we're See, here. That's what I put in my brain. Yeah, that's better. Yeah, it's so much better. But we're here in Valaris. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Woman we're back. Been, we're back. We're we're bored. This spikes. is not the time, Jackie, to be talking about F sessions with J and H or skinning human beings. Oh yeah. That's... <laughs> I'm just saying, use all the parts of the animal. I agree. I agree. Um, People get upset because they're like calamari. The bad calamari is buttholes. You know what? I'm glad I'm eating the buttholes. I'm saying it here. I'm glad I'm eating the buttholes. I thought that that the that was supposed to be like a rumor that it was pig butts. Yeah, but it's not. I don't think I don't think that it is. I don't think that's like financially beneficial to anybody. No, but they also say it's like lips and and teeth and hands inside of the hot dogs. So, yeah, that's probably true. That's what you can't listen to what they all pig say. Pig buttholes are in there. Um uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so, Feyre's, uh, I mean, the shot, though. The shot of this, though. Yes, Feyre's no, it's very eyes, scary. Very scary. The eye, like, Feyre's eyes widening and then, like, a POV of the bridge as the queen's body slams into the post and that realization, like, coming over Feyre's face. If they can't do full features, I hope somebody at least does, like, animated shorts or something because Dude. I want to see it. That'd be awesome. Um, I don't know who they, they... Who am I talking about? The, the people. The people. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, speaking of, any animators out there... You don't have to be professional. I, I have a little project, so I if you guys, any of you do animation at all, shoot an email over to the last podcast network at gmail.com. If you want. I have a little thing. Is it fuck animations? Not exactly. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, that's me I mean, I'll, I'll take that also. Um, anyway, back to Valaris. The adder confirms who is behind these attacks. Regards. It hissed of the mortal queens and Jorian. Oh, I hate this tag team. Yeah, it's not cool. I'm bringing the Undertaker. Bring wrestling. Yes, <laughs> nerd girls. Um. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm such a wrestling nerd. Yeah, we know that wrestler from 30 years yeah. ago. <laughs> Feyre dismisses Cassian and realizes she may still be able to save the queen with the healing powers of the Dawn Court that live inside her. But as she approaches, 
she feels the queen die, somehow linked to that dawn power as though she feels the death pass by her. So she runs. She runs towards the townhouse with the intention of getting as many people inside as she can because it being the High Lord's home, there are extra protections placed on it. She hears a commotion and turns back to the river where she witnesses Asriel and Cassian now both in the sky taking out dozens of these motherfuckers at a swipe. God, they're so strong. Yeah, but there are so many. Too many for them to be able to stop it all on their own. And some are landing. And where they land, there are screams of pain and terror. This was not an attack to sack the city. It was an extermination. Feyre hears more of that mysterious noise that caused her to look back at the river in the first place. And it was not Cassian or Asriel who held the other side of the river, but Amran. Her slim hands had only to point, and soldiers would fall, fall as if their own wings failed them. They slammed into the streets, thrashing, choking, clawing, shrieking, just as the people of Valaris had shrieked. Amran! Amran coming out. She's so strong. Yeah, that's my my tribute outfit to Amran from last week. She's so fucking badass. Feyre sees that the the rainbow, where all the paints are, not at the paint store, is the most vulnerable to attacks from where she stands. So she doubles back. She has to protect the paint. And the people. And the people inside of the paint store. But the paint. I flipped my Illyrian blade in my hand and winnowed into the burning and bloody rainbow. This was my home. These were my people. And also, I love paints. <laughs> she didn't say that she last didn't part. She didn't say that. She inferred it. <laughs> she decided that if she dies defending her home, then she's okay with it. Suddenly, with her new intentions, her power seems to wake up <gasps> and sing within her. She winnows to the edge of the rainbow and with memories of the time she spent feeling joy here, peace, and healing. She slices through the first neck. Slice! And she continues. Her Illyrian blade finds head after head. But there are too many for her to reach before they have killed the citizens of her city. She sees a green-skinned fairy protecting her gallery with a bit of pipe. Protecting the people. Different pipe. Oh. Do, do, do. Is that, that was, a smoking that's sound? Smoking. <laughs> I think it's just like a, a plumbing pipe. Oh, it's plumbing. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's better. That's much better. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. I was trying to see how I could get it across audibly. Audibly? Audibly. Audibly. Um, okay, this kind of pipe, different pipe. Different pipe, different pipe. Uh, Protecting the people cowering behind her is, so this woman, this green-skinned fairy, is protecting the people behind her with this little piece of pipe. Since she's outnumbered, she changes strategies. Feyre, that is. She runs to the river and stomps, and the water rises up in response. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. She has so much power over so many different elements. So fun. I think Mass does such a great job with action scenes, in my my opinion. I often feel like the edge of my seat when I'm reading them. And she also doesn't make them boring with just a bunch of, like, stabbing no. and stuff. It's it's very interesting, which is my problem with a lot of action movies. I don't think that they're necessarily always the most creative. Why buy the, with it. Why buy the whole seat when you only need the edge? 
I had to say it. (laughs) (laughs) I had to say it. But you're right. In the same way where um, I think that some people, which I don't agree with, think that John Wick is boring because it's so much that it is just action, but it's such different action in every scene that they, like, orchestrate from it. Yeah, absolutely. I I think more of, like, the Michael Bay style um, action movies I find pretty boring. Where it's another, like, um, helicopter shot and it's another, yes. Being assaulted by sound. Oh, God. What is even happening here? I saw Ambulance in the second row of a movie theater, which is a Michael Bay movie, which no one should see. I don't, is that old? No, it's, it was like, I think it was last year. It was horrible. Oh, no. And I just went because it was hot and was like, let's go see a movie. And, um, it made me nauseous because we were so close because of how much the shot just went shot, 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 yeah. shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not talking about like, like shot, shot, everybody. Shot, 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 different shot. shot. Liddy? Yep, Liddy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. The, that kind of action movie I find so overwhelming that I get yeah. bored with it. Um, and I like her her variety and I it would be fucking awesome to see. That's all I'm saying. Let me be in it. Let me fight. Let me fight in the fucking scenes. Come on, put us in it. We not only want to be friends with you, we also want to get into the Starfall ball, but also, can you put us in the show? That's what we're just asking. I'm sure she has full casting abilities. Yes! So, I mean, we're just asking simple questions here. I'm not asking for much, okay? But I know I love you. (laughs) Uh... So, uh, so, so Feyre lifts her blades up and starts to orchestrate the water like a conductor and forms water wolves. Ah! The wolves descend upon the infiltrators and swirl down their throats, ah! suffocating them, drowning them on land. Sick. Yeah. Now that's just that's it's creative. creative. It's it creative. Is. I like that she didn't really need to turn the water into wolves to kill the soldiers. I know, because they're not, like, biting, you no, know. She just did it, like, for the flare. Which is fun. Yeah. What animal would you use? What would you turn it into? Ooh, first thought, um, ostrich. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, because then they got the neck, and then, they're like, they'll go beak first, and then go, Sleigh! and then, like, Perfect down the neck, size. like, with their throats. Yeah, their yeah. throat-sized animals. I would, say, I would say more, like, ladybugs, because you'd be like, oh, Ooh. that's so cute. And then they go, oh! Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Um, I like your ostrich, though. Thank you. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and... Producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. 
Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Feyre then, as they start to raise up into the air because they're trying to get away from the water wolves, she decides instead to choose eagles. Choose eagles sometimes. Which I guess are cool oh and the animal to choose. It's very patriotic. I will say I recently saw a bald eagle and I did. I was just like, oh, I was mean, so they're majestic. majestic. Oh, yeah. They're majestic. Oh, my God. And they, they're mean. They could fucking rip your throat out. Very Which is, So it's good to use them for the weapon. Yeah. They chase after the fleeing soldiers and drown them mid-flight. The ones who don't get drowned by the water but are drenched, she clasps her fists and bam, frozen bat creatures. They drop to the ground and explode. Yeah. It's like dry ice ice. It's like colder than normal ice. And they What's cooler break. than being cool, man? Ice cold. Oh, that's how I remember. Yeah, remember shake that? it like a Polaroid All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. You're not supposed to shake Polaroids, though. So. Oh, you're not? Isn't there? There's no science behind it? It's People used to do that with Polaroids, but Polaroid says that that's not a thing, good thing to do. It's the way that Q-tips are not supposed to go in your ears, but everybody uses them for that. Whoa. I had no... See? We come here to learn. Yep. Yep. That's what I'm here for. Thank you. Um, then, amidst the chaos, Feyre spots the adder. That come bucket is here. You think and, he's got a lot of cum in there? Mm, yeah. You think he's getting litty? I think I think that he is like that kind of creature that needs like wants to just like fill everyone with his seed because he's an egomaniac. He's like that doctor who that that who gave all of his cum. That knocked up all the all the way. Yeah. yeah. And she's like Oh, hell no, Adder. Your minutes are numbered, son. Yes. Suddenly Reese's voice rings through her head. Where are you? She doesn't answer. And he continues. Where are you? I sheathed the Illyrian blade and fighting knife through my belt and scrambled to pick up the arrows that had fallen on the street. Shot at my people. Ash arrows coated in familiar greenish poison. Bloodbane. I'm exactly where I need to be, I said to Reese, and then I winnowed into the sky. Yeah, noise! Chapter 59 opens with Feyre shutting Reese out of her mind, and he's, like, trying desperately to get in. She's got shit to do. She wants blood, and she's gonna get it. Yes. Reese tries and tries to get into her mind, but he's trained her too well. And that is the risk you take with an independent woman. Mm-hmm. 
But all the ladies, man, who independent, mm-hmm. put your bonds on hold. Man, all of our references are from 2003. We are um, old, Natalie. Mm-hmm. But like hip. Not in Faye years. You're right. We're in Faye years. Children. And in dog beers, I've only had one. Yep. Exactly. We're one years old in Faye years. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> She she wants her blood and she's going to have to try to shut Reese out because he would try to stop her. And he tries and tries to get into her mind. But still, he approaches the city. In the distance, rushing toward me, toward Valaris, a mighty darkness devoured the world. Soldiers in its path did not emerge again. My mate, death incarnate, night triumphant. Ooh, goosh, goosh, goosh. Man, that would be so sick for your mate to be death incarnate. Yeah, just come in like on a smoky cloud. Made out of night and stars. Mm. Oh, I love him. I love him. She pinpoints the adder and Mass describes it as Feyre throwing her mind out and aiming it like a crossbow until she spears through its mind and links to it to find her way winnowing to it, which I thought was a cool allegory metaphor I think it's actually a simile I don't know this is not English class okay (laughs) we learn other things about Polaroid pictures yep she winnows on top of the adder and immediately stabs bloodbane tip ash arrows through its wings that she's picked up from the ground so that means both she and the adder are careening towards the earth she brings her blade out and whispers this is for Reese Stab! The ground is swiftly gaining on them. This is for Claire. Stab! She starts to see faces, details from the street level as they pitch downward. And this... I breathed, leaning close to say the words into his ear, into its rotted soul. I slid my dagger in a third time, relishing the splintering of bones and flesh. This is for me. Yes! Just as they are both about to splatter to the cobblestones, she whispers, I'll see you in hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Yeah! yeah. Um, there is, I wanted to mention, there. there's a really fun um, uh, print by an artist named Alicia M.B. Art on Etsy that I love of her killing the adder. Sick. I know. Isn't that cool? I'm pro- yes. I got I to gotta buy one. Yes. I definitely put this up. But you guys should check it out because... Um, she has a bunch of uh, mass-based arts on her Etsy. And uh, it's fucking metal. So do it. So do it. So do it. And she winnows off of it as they go crashing towards the ground where it gets squashed like a bug. Good. Too bad. So sad for you, you stupid adder. Yeah, we hate you. We hate you and you're dead. When Favor returns from her winnow, she gets knocked off her feet with the, just the amount of velocity from the fall, and she slams into the, a building where she slumps over. Her epic action film lines have been uttered, and now she is back to the horror of the day. And then Rizond is there. They have successfully fought off the attack. Woo! Not entirely successful because many of their people have died, but the soldiers are gone or dead. Reese approaches Feyre and... Picks her face up, kisses her, and he says, Feyre Cursebreaker, the defender of the rainbow. Keeper of the paints. Not yet. Oh. I guess she was the keeper of the paints. She was keeper of the paints right. because she was defending the she rainbow. She was defending the paints. 
And she was defending the paints. She's defending the paints. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that's going to get him all horned up if anything will. Oh, or protecting yeah. the city. Woo! Oh, yeah. But not for now. Feyre sobs. Reality setting in that she is not, now that she's not in warrior mode. That night, the inner circle spends all of their time finding the injured, hunting down any usurpers left behind, and binding the seals that live over the city. Here, Feyre describes what Amran was doing to the soldiers, which I thought was a pretty poetic punishment. She basically was entering their minds and making them think that they were somewhere else, causing them to fly into the sea or smash into the ground, which is pretty sweet. Where yeah, dude. They think they're like really high up in the air and they get scared and they start to fly really f- down, but they're like three feet above the cobblestone, so they just smash head first uh, into it's it. It's like those horrible dreams that wake you up yeah, when yeah. your brain is like, you're going to sleep too fast. I think you're dying. Yeah. You better wake up. Ever since I found Found out that that's what your brain is doing to you. It's because you go, you fall asleep too fast, and it worries that it's dying, so it wakes you up. That scares me even more. I didn't know that, uh, but I had a, a phase of my life where I was really anxious, and I was taking a lot of uppers, mm. uh, and I was convinced. Man, that, that really I was helps die. with anxiety. I'm throwing I know. that out there. You know what really helps? Take a bunch of stimulants. Manic energy. <laughs> Um, yeah, take a bunch. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, which is that is very much like nightmare logic that she put into their heads. And then she also said the most evil of the group, she would turn their horrors in on themselves, which I think would be like the worst punishment any very dark person could receive is is like making them feel the way they've made others feel. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah because how does it. it feel? I bet you don't like it. They don't, and because no. these ones had heart attacks. You mean heads, yeah. Um, and yet, even as the inner circle is needed in Valaris to start picking up the pieces, they must seek out the cauldron. They got the book. They've got to keep going. They're out of time, and they have time for neither at the same time. And yet, both must be done. Amran says that she will stay and guard the city. And I must say, if it has to be anyone. Probably should be the terrifying yet sexy monster lady to stay behind and protect. Is she sexy? Yeah. In my brain, so in my brain, like, she wasn't, like, uh, I don't think I've seen any fanfic of Amran, and really? I haven't looked out for it, because, like, in my brain, she's very unique looking and very, like, mysterious, almost like a, like, like a sphinx face on a human being, which is very obviously very beautiful, but so beautiful that it's almost alien. I mean, that's cool. I like that concept. That's where my brain goes. Um, no, I think in the grand fashion of all of these characters, she's mostly drawn very hot. That's awesome. I think that she's up there for which of these characters I want to have sex with most. Yeah, can't you? Can you imagine? Yeah, It'd be dude. so weird. I know. And I just <laughs> whatever it, she does will be weird. It's gonna be weird, but I feel like it's gonna be fierce. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be passionate. Yeah, like a mountain lion. Um <laughs> man, I love having sex with a mountain lion. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I like it. I guess I like it. <laughs> that night Vera finds Reese on the roof looking out over his shattered city. In typical Reese fashion, he is beating himself up over the perceived failure of not foreseeing this attack. And when Feyre tells him that he deserves happiness, that they both do, he relents. And when his lips found mine, I let him lay me down upon the roof tiles and make love to me under the stars. (laughs) This line... I'm so glad that you included this because uh, the second time reading it as well, it happened the first time where I was just like, 
that's got to be uncomfortable. I don't think on the roof tiles, like on roof tiles, like especially like that makes me think when you when she says on the roof tiles. So like it's like have I've fucked on a roof before, but usually they are flat, like you know New York apartment roofs that are just you know oh so in the old apartment <laughs> yes. where I've partied before. Oh yeah yeah yeah, cool. yeah yeah yeah. But I will say that the roof tiles. Um, makes me think that it's slanted, and so they're just, like, trying to fuck, and they're also trying to hold on to the, like, I'm thinking, like, those, um, terracotta tiles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking about it, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like whenever you think, like, I want to have sex on a beach, and then you try to have sex oh, on no. a beach, and Mm-mm. it's the worst. It gives you, you've got, like, sand burns, and you've got sand in every part of you. Yeah. You can't get any, like, give or no, there's too much gifts. So you can't get any push. Have you ever had sex on a beach with the most powerful Lord in Prithian? Because he might be able to just hover you above it. See, hovering above it, that would work. But I would worry that he would be so powerful and that, like, we would be so in the throes of passion that, like, I would just be, like, in a, like, surround, like, in a coffin of sand. The price you pay. Worth it. Worth it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. As I I told you it was going to rile him up oh, that she yeah, protected the rainbow. In the meantime, Amran has cracked the code of the Book of Breathings. There is an incantation that must be performed while touching the cauldron. Only one problem. It's going to kill you or something like that. Maybe. Moore, who is in the room with the others while they have this discussion, asks what happens if they put the two halves of the book back together. Amran simply says, don't. With either piece laid out, their voices blended and sang and hissed, evil and good and madness, dark and light and chaos. You put the pieces together, she clarified when Reese gave her a questioning look. And the blast of power will be felt in every corner and hole in the earth. Yeah, I got a hole I could feel it in. <laughs> <laughs> Don't interrupt me. I'm sorry, Amran. I'm sorry. Ooh, mountain lion sex. <laughs> you, you won't just attract the king of Highburn. You'll draw enemies far older and more wretched. Things that have long been asleep and should remain so. Okay, I won't. Oh, Jesus. my God. Uh... We'll put the book together. <laughs> so they lay their plan out. They're going to have more and Reese winnow the others, minus Amran, into the to the outside of the castle of Highburn. Well, more like to the sea, and then Reese will wait behind because his magic is being tracked. So they're going to get Bueno to the sea next to the island. Then then they will break in. Ferret will say the incantation and nullify the cauldron, and then they will bounce out of there. It turns out all the intel Asriel has been collecting, doing like and doing what the work he's been doing with his shadows has paid off because they have been tracking the castle and like figuring out what all the little inside parts are. They know where also where it, it, the cauldron sits within the castle. Cassian and Azrael have worked out a plan to clear out the pathways towards the cauldron with their fists Whoa. and their knives. Whoa. Another slight hitch. They have no idea how big it is or how long it might take Feyre to shatter it. Ooh, sorry. It seems like shattering the entire universe would take a minute, but they decide that if she can't do it right away, they're just going to try to steal it. Unless it's giant, in which case... Oh, uh, oh, can I get, like, some sort of wheelbarrow? A giant wheelbarrow? Yeah. <laughs> 
like one of those world's largest wheelbarrows. Yeah, they should bring one of those in there. Um, I think that I think their only option at that point was just like do it go the raid style and just start kill a whole island. Yes. If anyone can do it, it's my boys. Oh, bad boys. But have to say, they're really going on a wing and a prayer. <laughs> yeah. Natalie. Natalie wins the episode. <laughs> uh, they're, not, they're not thinking this all well. Yeah. No, they're really not. They're, not. they're really just mo- going through the motions. But you know what? They gotta I'm, do I'm it. impressed. They got to try something. I have to, through every decision I make, I have to think about all of the ways in which the decision can go wrong. And so I... catastrophize. Yes, of course. I catastrophize immediately. And you can't catastrophize and be this kind of... Like, Mm -hmm. you can't save an entire, like, like... I'm sorry, I was really put off by the funnel straw that you're sucking out of right now. Oh, really? I didn't know what it was. And I was like, what are you putting in your mouth? It's a hose. It's a hose? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so taken aback. I was like, Natalie, don't put that in your mouth. What is it? What are you putting in your mouth right now? Do you now? think it was a penis? It kind of looked like a penis. It looks Maybe a little bit like the penis straws from a bachelorette party. Yes. Right? Remember when you got me penis straws from my bachelorette party? Yeah, we did basic bitch. So. Yes, we did. Yeah, we did. Um, oh, what did the sign say? Come in here. Or like, uh, what was it? It was so good. Uh, last wiener to go in between her. Last wiener to go in between her is the funniest bachelorette sign I have ever seen. Last uh, wiener to go in between her. Find it for your own bachelorette I hope party. that more got that for Feyre's bachelorette So, Reese is obviously verklempt at the idea of Feyre going into the castle without him, but he can't because they'll track them all. And as always, he's going to leave it up to Feyre. She chooses her destiny, only her. Another reason why I think this series is good for young women to read. Yes, here. much better than Twilight. Yes. And Feyre thinks to herself that maybe he understands about not having a choice when his own freedoms were taken from him for so long. And that thought alone wants, makes her want to fight for their future. And so she concurs. To Hybern they go. Damn. And feminism lives to see another day. Yes. Then we get a very domestic next scene. Since they had returned from the cabin, Reese had been out of town. So she'd been going to her old bedroom. But now they're faced with the first night uh, with Reese back in the townhouse, which is a little awkward because they both have different rooms. Yes. Do they share a room now? Vera reflects on how back at the old spring court, she had kept her own bedroom and Tamlin his, though they most often slept together, but separate spaces and all that. Yes. She wonders if it will be the same here. But Reese is like, your room or mine, baby. Pick one. She's sort of like, don't you want your own space? No. He said baldly. Unless you do. I need you protecting me from our enemies with your water wolves. I snorted. He'd made me tell him that part of my tale over and over. I jerked my chin toward his bedroom. Your bed is bigger. And that was that. It's a very sweet scene. It is a cute scene. It's also very sexy, though. Not because he's, like, committed or whatever. They always, like, <laughs> used to make women act like, he just won't commit, like, yeah. in movies. Um, that's gross. But it's because of his assuredness, I think. He doesn't, yes. like, bulk at his passion for Feyre. 
he doesn't get insecure or like want to like hide his feelings away, which I don't know. It's hot. I don't know. Yeah. Talk to me. That broy like aloof shit is not for me. No, I want passion and I want you to be um, almost borderline obsessed with me. Yeah. But that's something that I can admit. And that's okay to know about yourself. Toxic traits. Mm. Me too. Yep. Aw, cute. Cute. Sissies. <laughs> I wonder if it would be difficult, like, if the wings would bother you in the night. Like, do you think that they would ever, like, if he's having a nightmare, you know he has his nightmares. Mm. Like, what if they come out and, like, would they scratch you? Like, I feel like that or, like, I don't want to hurt you. Like, what if I roll over on your wings? Like, it would be like sleeping in the bed with Wendy. When you're scared of, like, well, I don't want to kill her in the middle of the night. Well, much like Wendy, I think Pharaoh would skirt out of the way when he was over. <laughs> much like Wendy. Well, it seems like a lot of times he's spooning her. Oh, so the wings are on the other side? If they came out, We take yeah. turns of who's big spoon and little spoon. We don't spoon at night. No. Just, yeah. yeah, you both like your space. I think Henry, he he's very... This is too much private information. Never mind. Never mind. I'm not going to go any further into my bedroom. Whoa. Um, no, we take turns. We're big cuddle bugs. I'm a, I'm a cuddle bug as well, for sure. Um, but maybe he's having fewer nightmares now that he's with Pharaoh. Oh. Uh, so he magics all of her clothes to their new room together. Oh, that's so nice. Imagine never having to like pack ever again. Oh my and god! And you just magic it all up, and like I feel like th- I would be moving all over the world if I could just like magic my shit somewhere else. So convenient. <sighs> um, and after he does that in their new room, he brings out a little box. Oh god! <gasps> it's the ring she's retrieved from the Weaver's cottage. His mother's ring. He explains that his mother hid the ring there in that cottage for Reese's future bride to find. Talk about monster-in-law. Right? Get out of here, dead mommy. Lord. No, but no, she was kind sweet. of— it, it was. She was correct that his partner would have to be able to handle the heat of being the, you know, the bride of the high, the most powerful lord of, in history. But talk about having to buy your own engagement ring. I know. Sheesh. At least she says as much, kind of. So I won my wedding ring without even being asked if I wanted to marry you. But the ever cocky Rison simply says, perhaps. <laughs> he asks if she, she asks if she's supposed to wear it. And he says only if she wants to. But she rightly points out that wearing a wedding ring during this risky mission probably wouldn't be a smart idea. So she says instead, let's go explode the universe first. And then I want it all. Yes. Plan that wedding. It takes a lot, Feyre. Oh, my God. So stressful. (laughs) I closed the box, leaving the ring inside. After we nullify the cauldron, I want to do it all. Get the bond declared. Get married. Throw a stupid party and invite everyone in Valaris. All of it. Aww. Aww. But as Reese takes her to bed, he asks how she would feel about taking it one step further. I'm listening, she says. Hear me out, Feyre. Matching tramp stamps. Get one. I don't know. I just got my first tattoo with another person. I thought you had matching one with Madeline. Oh, yeah. Well, they're not the same. They just have the mm. same words on them, but they're very different. And this is my first time getting the same tattoo. Um, Jeff and I both got Sasquatch tattoos. So cute. I love and it. And it does feel like it is taking our marriage a step further because now I'm like, you can't. 
you can't fuck this up because now I got the tattoo. And I've always said, never get a tattoo with a lover. Did you, and I did it. Did you, did you like go, Jeff, do you want this bargain with me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like, yeah, I was like a Lyrian bargain. Yeah. Like, and it's never going to go away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. you're mine. Mm-hmm. Now he's mine forever. And I took his uh, bits of his skin and then I tattooed it into my skin. I didn't do that part. Of it. I was like, oh, really? <laughs> really? That's very it's weird. It's very uh, Billy Bob Thorne, Angelina Jolie. I know. If only I had a vial of his blood. It's never too late. Yeah. Take I'll it while he's sleeping. <laughs> Take it while he's sleeping. <laughs> uh, so we don't get any further clarification as to what he means uh, at this point about taking it one step further. Not yet, at least. At Chapter 61, Feyre is strapped to the gills with Illyrian steel. She reflects on the overwhelming happiness that she just experienced a few hours before. Hmm. What did she experience a few hours before? Interesting. Oh, in their new bed that they have together. Oh, you think it was just her coming? <laughs> <laughs> just thinking about it. Um, Fair is also where also is has uh, the two halves of the books sort of like nestled inside of her jacket, one on either side of it, and one like a pocket each. You must not cross the streams. No, dude. Imagine, I imagine that it would be uncomfortable that this book that tells the secrets of the universe and is also kind of sentient is just like on your body. Yeah, and can like get into her mind too and like talk to her. I'd just be like, shut up. Shut up. Amran tells her straight, if you can't get the spell to work and the cauldron is too big to move, then you leave. Don't be a hero, Farah. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, Feyre's going to be a Feyre's going to be a Kurzbreaker, isn't she? I mean, a fender of the paints. <laughs> then they are gone. Poof. Winnowed out to the dark sea. They approach from offshore to keep Rizan's presence from being felt. So they're, like, way offshore. All that Feyre knows is that Cassian is holding her, and they are swiftly approaching the island ahead. She doesn't know where anybody else went. No lights burned on it, but it felt old. As if it were a spider that had been waiting in its web for a long, long time. There's an overwhelming sense of emptiness on the island. No beauty, but bone-colored cliffs. No life, no color. Ancient. Feyre remembers that Amarantha led armies from here. That she had murdered all of her slaves instead of freeing them. This is a place of death. A void. As they fly over the cliffs, they see the king's castle. It's a disintegrating, hulking white mass. Not grandiose, but formidable. And it's built amongst the cliffs. The Batmen have formulated a plan and have sent more to wait at a specific door during a guard shift change. As they approach more, Asriel touches down first and enters the castle. Man, can you imagine how hot Moore would be in her fighting letters? Just all of them. This is the problem with this scene is that, like, I want to be so into it, but I'm so horned up by all of them in their, like, fighting gear that, which is, like, not usually my thing. Like, I don't look at someone covered in weapons and I'm like, hubba hubba. But them, like, something about the Illyrian... Well, it's like, like it's like the Catwoman catsuit. It's, like, just tight leather. Oh, my God. Good Lord. Um. Also, I... I 
I feel like the weaponry thing, if it's like sort of medieval or like fantasy based, I feel like you like that. Yeah. Not like, you know, a guy strapped with like an AK or something. No, but like like someone with like two swords strapped to their back on a cross that they can go like, shink and like pull out and defend my honor. Yeah. No, please. Yeah, you'll draw panties for that. Woo-hoo-hoo! Um, I am so into the defend my honor thing, and I'm not a damsel. I'm not a damsel in any way, shape, or form, but there's something about being taken care of by, like, by whomever that would just make my panties disintegrate. Just because they want to, not because they feel like they need to, you know what I mean? Because they simply care for you. Yeah. 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 Caring's so hot. It is hot. It is. So Cassian and Feyre wait outside as Azriel sweeps the hallways that are the closest to this entrance. He returns back to the doorway with a blood-soaked ash dagger. They then, I love that they go away and then every time they come back, they're just like cartoonishly covered in more and more blood. Yeah. Like, you're just like, whoa, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Getting through it, dude. We're doing fine. What are you... <laughs> It's like, it was, again, I'm bringing up Doom again, but it's like that that POV style where they're just walking through different, like, empty hallways, just, yeah. like, blasting people. Yeah. So, Feyre thinks about how these deaths don't bother her, that they hurt her mate, that they have devastated the city. And only, if only good and evil were so clean cut in this world, you know? It'd be mm. a lot easier. Like, the killing and war would be so easily justified if yeah. they were just, like, bad guys. Yeah, just, like, against, like, human beings. Yeah. It's like, yeah, those are bad ones. Yeah, and I want them dead. Want them dead. As they approach the area where Azriel and Cassian believe the cauldron to stand, Feyre can feel it in her bones. <laughs> She's actually able to lead them all to the room where it stands. It's deep down in the dungeons of the castle. And when they are finished with their descent down into the darkness, they see it. It's the size of a bathtub. That's big. That's a big cauldron. But it's made of dark iron. That's heavy. That's a heavy cauldron. And those three legs that the King of Highburn had to procure are there, crafted to look like thorny branches. Oh, that's kind of cute. It's fucking metal. Yeah, it's also metal, yeah. I want a bathtub that looks like that. Dude. Dude, that would be so awesome! Cauldron bathtub? Yeah! I guess you can't be in a cast iron bathtub, though, right? You make it, like, look like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and it doesn't... hmm? I just imagine... She'd be like, I'm boiling alive! Like, as you put the hot water in there, and then I realize, as I was saying it, that I was like, that's an inside thought. (laughs) (laughs) oh an intrusive thought yeah 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 yeah. love those and the cauldron itself doesn't feel good to stand near but in that way that darkness can be alluring to all of us it's both repulsive and enticing sick as they near it they can feel the cauldron pulsating like an EDM concert ooh and they're all doing lines and sucking on pacifiers I think so sick yeah they peer inside, and it is an endless darkness. Pain. Pain and ecstasy and power and weakness flowed into me. Everything that was and wasn't, fire and ice, light and dark, deluge and drought. Whoa, that's a lot in a culture. It's so much. It's just like, can't we just fight it out? Nope. Nah, man. Pain and ecstasy and power and weakness, bro. Bro? Bro! (laughs) Feyre touches one half of the book in her jacket, and it starts to call to her. Kind of insulting her? 
calls her Princess of Carrion, which rude. Rude, dude. Rude, dude. Carrion, by the way, if you're not familiar, means the decaying flesh of dead animals. Which also is rock and roll. Like, I mean, being the princess of Carrion is kind of fun. Yeah, like if you're in a band. Yeah, like that would be a great band name. It would be. Sick! Yeah. But not in this. He's being mean. He's He's being a mean book. He's being a mean book. Yeah. She puts her other hand on the cauldron, and it's like she becomes a conductor of energy for the book and the cauldron to speak. And guess what they want? They want her to cross the streams. No, but but Amarin said, don't cross the streams. <laughs> they said, come on, put the book together. Don't you want to put the book come together? On, come on, do princess it. Carrion, come do on. It. But then the other side of the book, which she starts to touch, says nice things to her. Lovely girl, beautiful bird, so sweet and so generous. So she doesn't know what to think. Nah, dude. In that moment, Feyre decides that Amran was wrong, that the book did need to come together if they were to destroy the cauldron. Can you imagine making that, like, Amran's been working on these books and doing all of this studying, and the one thing she said was, don't put these books together. And, like, Feyre, you just became Fey. You are not, like, you, like... Amran is how old? Centuries old? And you're going to defy what she says? Well, if there's one thing that Farah does, it's not take advice. Yeah, dude. So she's she's like, nah, Amran's probably wrong. And I can't tell whether that is the correct action or if the book is trying to trick her. Yeah, dude. I can't tell. Whole. I would become not a conduit between them, but rather their master. There was no moving the cauldron. It had to be now. She decides in that moment that if she puts the book together, that she'll be able to be its boss instead of just being sort of like a servant to it. You know, I'm like, gava, and like, I'm so proud of you, girl. But there are times when we have to understand that we have boundaries Mm -hmm. and that there, you know, that you can't be the curse breaker of every curse that ever could exist. Amran said, Feyre, don't be a hero. This part pissed me off. Can you tell? It's the, you know, it's what happens when you're in a healthy relationship. Sometimes you get too confident. Too confident. Too, too confident. That's her problem. I could, look, that guy thinks I'm awesome. I could probably do this. Yeah, I could probably do all of this. And, like, she's very strong. I'm not saying that. But just, I would never go against Sounds anything. Like you're saying Am- she's not strong. She's not strong enough. She's not strong enough. Um... No, it's very nice. But maybe this is also why I'm never going to be a curse breaker. Like, it's never going to be Jackie curse breaker. I don't know. It's going to be Jackie left the curse alone. (laughs) That's going to be my nickname. Jackie didn't make the curse worse. No, did (laughs) Jackie didn't make the curse worse. Zabrowski. (laughs) (laughs) I'll keep the Zabrowski. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. So she decides that she's going to try to wield herself and and use the spell on these things and control them instead of the other way around, not to be their puppet, because it's sort of taking control of her body. She can't move anymore. But she's like, I remember. I remember it. I remember the spell. I'm just got to say the one first word. Got to get it out. And then suddenly she feels arms grab her and pull her back. She comes to and realizes that everyone is staring at her in horror. Then she realizes blood is pouring out of her face. Mm. So... Maybe maybe overly confident. Overly confident. And then they hear footsteps, and a human man comes down those steps, and Feyre knows those eyes. Or at she least one of them. stared at the one <laughs> for three months. Jurian! Reese has obviously felt that they were caught, and he appears next to Feyre. Jurian has all the swagger of a supervillain. Well, look who we have here. Bravo. He doesn't say that, but it's like that He may as well. So he wants to know where Miriam is, of course, his main reason for helping the king of Highburn. Miriam, as if you'll recall, was the lover who betrayed him to be with the Prince Dracon, even though Moore says that they were already broken up. Yeah, she didn't cheat. Yeah. She just moved on quickly. Yeah. Moore says to him, she's dead. Which is a lie. And Jurian knows it. Well, she was emotionally cheating. She was. She was, like, tapped out of the relationship before it was actually over. Not cool. It's End not the relationship okay. if you're not into it anymore. Because he could be trapped in an eyeball for 500 years for and then come back. broad. You know, like, that would piss me off. Like, ah, because I loved you and then you, you turned your back on me anyway and now I gotta be an eyeball? Yeah. <laughs> It also partly, I mean, look, it was his fault, too. He turned crazy. He went mad. Yeah, he went crazy, yeah. And was, like, bloodthirsty. Uh, uh, Moore, who's the harbinger of truth, she then tells him, like, tells him what what it is like it is. That's not what the phrase is. What it is like it is? No. How it is. <laughs> tells it how it is. How it is feels it is. <laughs> <laughs> tells it like it is. Tells it like it is. Thank you. <laughs> So more the harbinger of truth tells it like it is. I sent them away from you on an island, and they're so in love, and they're so happy, Durian. Yeah. 
F off. And Reese has had enough at this point. With Farah's one hand on the cauldron and the other in his own, he attempts to winnow. But suddenly, his magic will not be summoned. No! Yes, that's right. The king was working his magic while I was sent here to distract you. Oh, no! He's evil! (laughs) Yeah, the king, whose name we actually never learn, by the way, has now spelled the castle now that Rizond has arrived, nullifying their magic temporarily. During this interaction, Jurian confirms that he was, in fact, awake for every moment for 500 years inside of Amarantha's ring. Yikes. So he knows everything that she did. And also, he's now shithouse cuckoo banana pants. God, just like, especially, you must get so dizzy. I was dizzy watching the Michael Bay movie. Imagine how dizzy you are, just like on the ring, eyeball of somebody. Like, can you just stop? Can you just stop using your hands? Can you just put it down? I speak with my hands a lot. It would not be good for somebody in my eye, my hand. No. My, no eyeball in my ring. Or I guess if you're torturing them. I we, yeah. We've established I'm a bad torturer, so maybe that's the best kind of torture. But like, I'm nauseous. Stop. <laughs> I'm getting vertigo. I need a, I need some ginger candy. <laughs> but he is he speaks the truth here. Their magic is halted inside the walls of the castle. Feyre tries to reach Reese's mind, mind to mind, and it's like slamming into a wall. And yet, in regard, and yes, in regards to the circle not having a stellar plan, it appears that the king apparently he knew what they were doing this entire time. Yeah, they really played right into this, um, into this trap, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, right into a trap. And they had hand-delivered him the Book of Breathings as he wanted. So he, he knew their moves, and they did not make a good plan. But as Reese and Jurian out-casually each other, oh, they're, they're both just trying to act like, oh, well, I guess you found me then, and Jurian's like. I, I don't care, the, mm, but I don't care about it. Yes, I did. Oh, well, I'm glad. Aren't you glad? Wouldn't it be indeed? Stall, stall, stall. Good. Good. As they're trying to desperately think of, like, what the fuck do we do now? So Reese basically decides he's just going to try to run with uh, Feyre, but he's halted by a high fae entering the room with shoulder-length black hair and dark black eyes, much like the contents of the cauldron. It is the king. Ah! He's supposed to be an ancient for a fae and so that makes him appear to be in his 40s you think he's hot she says he's blandly handsome so like uh like um prince charming yeah he's blandly handsome what's like a rom-com lead guy what's the one from 13 going on 30 i don't you know what surprisingly i've never seen 13 going on 30 what? Yeah, dude. Yeah, you heard it here first, everybody. It's not that good. I missed out on it. I'm trying to think of just a bland. Like, there's so many bland. But then I'm thinking there's so of, like, many that I can't. But then even I think, think of like of Hugh one. Grant. I'm like, well, he's not bland. No, he's one. Looking, Matthew actually. McConaughey. He's not bland. No. I'm trying to think of ones that are bland. Wait, I have to look this man's name up now. Oh, it's going to ruin your brain. Like a Mark Ruffalo. How? Dare you? <laughs> you How no. dare you? Nope. I don't agree. I do not agree with this statement. I'm in love with Mark Ruffalo. But he's got a kind of just a face. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, the face of a hot person. Ben Affleck? Uh, he's, but he needs to be fixed. 
But his face is a sort of a face. He his face is Matt Damon is a face that's just a face. Sure. That's that's fine, acceptable. <laughs> You know what? I'm glad we talked through it yeah. because we weren't we weren't going to settle until we knew. Yeah, Matt yeah. Damon is the person who's blandly handsome. Yeah, he could play this part, but he'd have to dye his hair. Yes. Yeah. So, and put in contacts. Yes. Which then he would look very creepy. He would look cool. Um. And so the king also, you know, struts in supervillain style and is like, "Hey, you made it so easy. I'm almost disappointed." They're so lackadaisical sometimes that I'm like, okay, we get it. You're so strong that it's like, I can't even believe. Oh, oh, I can't believe I didn't have to work hard. Who, me, didn't see you there. Guess I'll kill you all. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Before they can respond, he shoots an ash arrow into Azriel's chest. Bitch, step off. Never Mm. touch my ass. He did it, man. It is their demand that they follow him willingly. So he claims that this ash arrow that he shot through is bloodbane in it, and that the bloodbane follows his own orders, and he will send it directly into Asa's heart if they try to fight back. He's too powerful. I hate it. He's so casual. I know. He takes them to a throne room in the upper levels, and Feyre notes how devoid of art or beauty the castle has. You know what it needs? Needs Feyre to get in there and start painting. Oh, yeah. It just needs a woman's touch. A woman's touch. It is just a, 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 this the way it stands now, it's a shell. The throne room of this palace is meant for judgment, torture, and death. Although I will say his throne of bones sitting atop a block of solid, solid. animal. Yeah, dude. It's kind of fire. So cool. I love a chair made out of bones. Yeah. Bone chair. Bone chair on a block of solid emerald. Come on. It's pretty sick. It's awesome. Then the king addresses someone they can't see. He says he's upheld his side of the bargain. Now they must uphold theirs. Two people walk out of the shadows. I began shaking my head as if I could unsee it as Lucian and Tamlin stepped into the light. Bitch, Bitch! what? What? Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, hell no. Turncoats, you bastards. Ugh. Tamlin, you fucking idiot. Ugh. Tamlin, who she hasn't seen since he locked her up in the manor, starts to walk towards her, and Lucian holds him back. What have they done? Faber wants to know. The king says that they made a bargain, and he has agreed to let his forces enter through the spring court in exchange for her. Because they want to take down the wall. Because they want to help everyone. Mm-hmm. Tamlin has sold out all of Prithian for Feyre. And this, I got to tell you, that woman must have some kind of wop. She's got to be great in the sack. They, they, which is crazy because she had only had sex with that one barn boy beforehand. But whatever they had kind a lot of, of sex, though. They did have a lot of sex. So maybe she learned a lot from those experiences. But, like, I don't think... I'm going to say it right now. I don't think I got the pussy to, like, make someone turn uh, against all of their people. No, you do. You think so? Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, I think so. I'll ask Jeff. Yeah, make sure you (laughs) call him on the phone right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Tamlin calls out for her, Feyre, 
and reaches out his arm as though she's a lost child. He tells her he's taking her home without even checking to see if she'd want that, which is great. Tamlin. The king then informs them of the other bargain made with Tamlin, that he sever the bond between Feyre and Reese, <gasps> so that she is not beholden to him anymore. How could you do that to her? <sighs> Ugh. Because in Tamlin's mind, he believes that she's trapped in it, even though I think he knows better. I, I think he's like, as long as I get this severed, it's all going to be fine. It's all going to be okay. It's just, yes, and it's also someone that wants what he wants, and he gets what he wants, and it's just this stubborn child version of it. Yes, Nepo baby. Regardless of everything, she tries to reason with Tamlin. Listen, I told you I was fine. I told you to leave me alone. Please don't do this. But he won't be moved. He's just, Tamlin basically is like, he's just tricking you, silly little girl. Here, let Father Tamlin help you. It's such father energy in this scene. Mm. The King of Highburn is just loving this. He's just pulled out a box of popcorn from somewhere, and he's just like, oh, whoa. Get out of here. Feyre is, of course, panicking, but she calms herself internally and tries a different tactic because she can't reach her magic as much as she can. she's trying and trying. So instead of pounding on the wall of her mind to get to Reese, she starts to soothe and command the magic inside of her. I am Fay and not Fay, all and none. I told the spell that gripped me. You do not hold me. I am as you are, real and not, little more than gathered wisps of power. You do not hold me. So she's basically like lulling the magic holding her hostage. Uh, While the interaction continues, she repeats these words in her head, and whatever spell was binding her falls away. Just as Tamlin lunges out to grab her, she turns to Shadow. Yeah. And winnows. And then Reese just cold clocks him. I love this. Then he just punches him, man. (laughs) Hell yeah. Yeah. Old school. Um, Because he doesn't have his powers, so he's got it, you know? He's still strong. Mm. He really is. (laughs) <laughs> she re- she reappears and walks back into Reese's arms and he wraps them around her waist, making their statement that they are together. In villain fashion, the king is merely amused. Oh, no, Tamlin. Because oh. everybody can smell it now that they all can in the room. They realize Reese and Feyre are mated. What do you think the smell of mate is? It's not a vagina. It's not a genital smell. It's not. <laughs> I just think about it every time of like, what is that? What is that? What is that rank smell? Linens. It's, you think it's linens? I just started thinking of dryer sheets. Oh, that would be really sweet that every time you smell dryer sheets, it's really just the love between you two. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with that. All right. I'll go with that. Yep. It's better than what's happening in my head. Yeah, yeah. It's like Caribbean, you know, like, uh, like what's it called? What's the stuff that they put on crabs? Old Bay. It's like old. It's like hot Old Bay. It's hot, yeah. Rank Old Bay. <laughs> but it's spicy. Um, And then he's also just, even though he just realizes Feyre just worked around that spell, he's just amused. How did you ever work around that? Curious. Um, Still, even still at this point, when they all know they're mated, can't, Tamlin cannot accept this. This is surely some trick of Rizan's. 
And man, as much as Tamlin sucks sometimes, I do have to admit, this must really suck for him. Yeah. That not only his love is mated, but it's to the guy who used to teach him martial arts, basically. Yeah. And then he who ended up murdering his family. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's rough. It's that's a really rough day. Rough. The king summons the cauldron with seemingly no effort into the throne room. And now joins them there. Varys starts to harness all of the powers inside her to fight. And then suddenly that that spell that clamps down harder on over and then the spell that he had weaved over her before clamps down even harder than before. <gasps> so her powers all kind of go like sucked back in. The king muses that he's going to learn all about her powers when she is returned to her quote master, i.e. Tamlin. I don't think so. Hell no. Feyre tries one more time to to art to plead with Tamlin. If he tries to even for a minute take her away from her mate, she will destroy his entire court. He starts to placate her. Oh, you just don't understand. The grown-ups are dealing with it. And the king seems to agree, despite the fact that she's obviously powerful. Man, these kind of dudes, they can't ever process that a woman might be smarter than them. And sometimes she, yes. it's going to fucking cause a problem. Yes, yeah, and she just, like, got out of the spell that was keeping all this. Like, you just saw her do this. And you're still going to treat her like this? Oh, Idiots. But she's pretty. So, and she's like, ugh. How could she be smart? And then the king summons more people into the room. What's this? Oh, snap! It's the four remaining human queens and their guards come walking into the throne room. And then their guards part. Fear like I had never known entered my heart as the men dragged my sisters, gagged and bound before the king of Highburn. Not her sisters! Not her sisters. I'm going to throw it out there. This, like, surprised me. Very much oh, yeah. so. This is such a surprising ending. Oh, yeah. All, a bunch of the stuff in the end was definitely the first time reading. I was like, what? 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 Um, so their, her sisters were seemingly wrenched from their beds in the night wearing their sleep clothes. Like Natalie <laughs> is portraying. <laughs> Disheveled and terrified, Elaine is sobbing and Nesta has rage in her eyes. It turns out that the whole time the inner circle was meeting with those queens, they were in cahoots with the king of Highburn. He has convinced them that he wants to help them. His resurrection of Jurian just shows he wants to, you know, barter peace with the humans. And he goes on to say that. They knew the entire time that Azrael was spying on the queen's courts. Man, they really didn't do a very good job of um, being spies this time. They really didn't. Um, Feyre is hysterical, but the queens are not interested in her pleas. They ignore her and tell the king to do as he's promised. And then it becomes clear. The king has offered these queens immortality. And listen, I kind of get it. I mean, I'd do almost anything for immortality, so I do also understand it. And yes, I did see the Green Mile, and I understand that there are downsides to immortality, all right? Mr. Bojangles had, you know, he's got to live forever as a mouse, and that's not what everybody wants. But I would do anything. We're talking about being a mouse fucker on one of the old last episodes. Oh, really? 
So, <laughs> yeah, you, you don't remember, but it did happen. <laughs> yeah, things come out of my mouth and I don't remember. Yeah. Was it Gus Gus? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. He found it. <laughs> uh, but, these, but the way the queens are going about it, they're being ruthless and they'll kill their own people and anyone else in, to get who is in their way. They're doing what they're doing is wrong and they know it and they just don't care. The oldest queen, the mouthpiece from every at one of the meetings, demands that their little demonstration begin. They need to know if the, their procedure is safe for their own use. And then the king reveals it is Ayanthi who has aided in capturing the two sisters. Bitch. <gasps> bitch. Because Feyre, of course, has fed her all of the information that she needed to find them. It appears that Tamlin wasn't aware of this part of the plan. I mean, in order to not totally vilify him in the scene, it would have to work that it way. Because sense. if he, like, agreed to kidnap her sister, You hate him forever. He's a villain. Yes. But, like, th- in this way, like, he's definitely, like, he just thinks that she's being captured and, and napped. And I think he knows better. I think he is being... He's being an, a bit of an idiot. Yes, and choosing to be dumb about it yes. so that he doesn't have to deal with the actual consequences. But now realizing that what he did and what he's doing does have real consequences, or at least about what's about to happen. Yeah. He's like, oh, no. Oh, no. The king explains that Ianthi and many of the other high priestesses are sick of having the high lord boot on their back. And the king has promised them power in his new kingdom. Many times in this book, uh, Mass references the high priestess's corruption, which I think is a really good analogy for our own church systems. And I think she's maybe kind of saying that, that there's like there are some good high priestesses, but a lot of them are tainted with desires and wants of power and their own carnal needs. And they make a lot of F. A lot of F and a lot of money. Yeah. So, I mean, I get it. I mean, they've got the cool thing on their head. What is it called? Never mind. <laughs> well, she's asleep. Well, there she goes. Um, she thought too hard and she fell asleep. This is a tight wig. It really hurts my head. <laughs> um, Worth it. Thank you. So Lucian is obviously equally shocked. He didn't know about this part of the plan. But also he was just like being dragged along with him. Lucian, I mean, you knew this was a bad idea. You knew it. Get you your just own autonomy. You need autonomy. Feyre screams out, but the king laughs and explodes a ball of light through the room, and it shreds through Cassian's wings. And No! Yep. Chaos erupts in the room. Attempts are made to stop everything from happening, but there's no avail. All of the inner circle characters get trapped and locked in and, like, covered in magics, and they can't do it, and everybody's all fucked up now. The king orders the, quote, prettier one of the sisters in first, which apparently is Elaine who is shoved to the foot of the cauldron. It becomes clear that Feyre's sisters are the test dummies for the queens. <gasps> Realization seems to be dawning on Tamlin. Stop, he says, but he's ignored. Tamlin tries to run at the king, but he's thrown by, back by the king's great power. Nesta screams and thrashes, but will never be able to break free to rescue Elaine as she's dragged forth. And the guards haul Elaine up and shove her into the water in the cauldron. She's gone for a few moments, and then the cauldron tips over and she washes out, as though returning to shore from a rocky sea. Pale skin started to glow. 
Her face had somehow become more beautiful, infinitely beautiful. And her ears. Elaine's ears were now pointed beneath her sodden hair. The queens are like, oh, shit. I need someone. Give me. I want one of those. Get me in. Where'd you get your work done? The cauldron. But one more test. They shove Nesta forward. They want to make sure it works on not just one. So, you know, we have this like little mousy girl. And now let's get the fucking mean one. Yeah, see if it man. works on her. The viper. The viper. So they shove her forward. But Lucian is distracted. He seems preoccupied with Elaine. He somehow gets out of his magical bonds and rushes forward to cover Elaine with his jacket. Nesta bucks and screams, and as she does, a severely wounded and barely conscious Cassian's eyes open as he makes a weak attempt at reaching out to Nesta before he's gone under again. The guards shove her into the cauldron, but still she fights. She wrenches one of her arms free as she tries to prevent her upper body from going in. Teeth bared. Nesta pointed one finger at the King of Highburn. One finger. A curse and a damning. A promise. And then she gets pushed under. I love that shot, that scene. She also goes under completely, disappears, and then reappears as the cauldron dumps her on the floor. I knew that she was different. From however Elaine had been made, Nesta was different. Just like Nesta has always been made differently. She's not like the other girls. She really isn't, though. Both Elaine and Nesta are devastatingly beautiful, even in their terror. And the queens gotta get a piece of that. I know it's not nice, because, like, this is, you know, without their consent and all that kind of stuff. But kind of nice that they didn't kill them and just, like, lop their heads off or torture them. That they gave them, they made them fey, which we both really, really want. And I know they don't want it, but kind of nice. Well, that's what the the king keeps saying during the scene. Well, aren't he, I great? He goes, "Oh, the, oh no, they have to be young and beautiful. Oh, consider it a gift." Which you know, if it's somebody screaming in terror, it's kind of hard to like say that. Yeah, but it's against their consent. It's against their consent. it's their body. But yes, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> um. So Nesta rushes towards Elaine and grips her, both of them sobbing. But Elaine was staring over Nesta's shoulder at Lucian, whose face she had finally taken in. Dark brown eyes met one eye of russet and one eye of metal. Lucian's hands slackened at his sides. His voice broke as he whispered to Elaine, You're my mate. Wild card! Wild card, bro. That one, that was a great, didn't see that one coming. Didn't see it coming. What are you talking about? And, but then that's the thing too. Is it the same as with um, Reese where the second they became Faye that it locked in? But so then if she had remained human, would they have never mated with each other? They may have never met. Yeah, that's true. Um, but the king's like, he, he's kind of just not even like paying attention to that. He's just like, hey, <clears throat> see, look, queens, you you become fey, and one of these hunks is gonna carve you out. <laughs> 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 the youngest, <laughs> the youngest dark-haired queen steps forward, eyeing up all the man meat, and is like, I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> but then Reese speaks. 
the king loves a bargain. How about one with the most powerful lord in Prithian? The king sort of goes, well, I'm listening. But Feyre can't have this. She can't watch Reese strike another bargain, give away his freedom again. She needs to protect him, protect her family. Cursebreaker! Cursebreaker! Her love for him coursing through her, she makes a decision and takes on the acting opportunity of a lifetime. She collapses to the ground and starts convulsing, shakes and screams as though she's fixing to have a fit. She utilizes Daycourt's light and blinds the whole room with a magnificent flash. She uses this as a show and a distraction. While the sweeping light searched for the wards in the castle and dismantles them. Those keeping those wards that are keeping their magics restrained. Whoa, she did it with light? Yeah. That's kind of fun. Yeah. She stirs as if awakening from a dream and blinks. Tamlin? Oh, she's pulling a trickery. She is a trickster. There was nothing but shock and confusion on Reese's face as I scrambled back from him. Tamlin, oh no, what did the mean man do? Help me! Help me, father, husband! Ew! She tries to reach Reese's mind, begging him to get her sisters out. She can't get in, but Reese seems to understand her ruse. Reese cocked his head. How did you do it, Feyre? There was so much blood on him. This was the one last game we were to play together. Yo, I was beside myself when I read this the first time. I was like, no, don't. Devastated. You don't love him. But But she's got to do it to save. She's got to save everybody. (sighs) I know heavy hangs the head. I don't want it to be that heavy. Can I just be that last night wore the wig is what I feel. (laughs) I just want to be like, let me be Faye. I don't want to be making all these decisions. I barely can make a decision on what I want to eat for dinner, you know, but to have to do this whole thing to like, I'm not good at like, well, not all of them do. And actually, I think it's it's interesting that she portrays women very differently in all the different characters. So like Elaine. Izzy, she wants to be at home and do the things, and it's not wrong. Yeah, she loves tea. She gets to just cook. Yeah, that would be pretty great. Um, And, like, plant things. Uh, And there's nothing wrong with that. So, oh, my God, I was so devastated when I read this. But Tamlin and the others are fooled. But just to be sure, the Thank God he's dumb. You know what I mean? Like, like in this part, comes in clutch. I don't know if he's, like, super genius smart. Nah, I think he's more of a himbo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's pretty fooled, but she wants to make sure the king really believes. So she rushes to the king. Break the bond. Reese seems to lose his facade in that moment. No. But she holds fast, begs again, please break the bond. Appeals to Tamlin. Let's let my sisters go and let's go home. Cassian wakes and he seems to understand what Feyre's doing, what she's begging for. The court of dreams. I had belonged to a court of dreams and dreamers. No, Feyre, no. Don't say had. You had belonged. No. Don't do it. Tamlin says to the king, do it. And even as Reese drops his mask and screams, the king points a finger at Feyre. Pain rushes through her and and through her left arm. She despairs, already regretting her choice. A crack sounding in my ears. And the world cleaved in two as the bond snapped. Her fighting leather glove gets ripped off and the bond tattoo is gone. 
As the realization hits her, her family seems to understand what she's done to the wards. More winnows to Feyre's sisters and snatches them both, and they are gone. The others follow suit, not even looking back at Feyre. She's left alone with Tamlin, the king, and the queens. The king of queens? The king of queens, yes. Paul Blart is also Paul Blart, here. Paul Blart, And we is can't there. get him out of he here. Won't Someone leave. get rid of him. <laughs> he won't. He's just trying to help, but he's not helping. He's just Man, bumbling everything. Ray huh? Romano, king of queens. Like, I mean, I have my finger on the pulse of pop culture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... <laughs> And the king is furious the sisters were taken away that easily. I barely heard him. There was only silence in my head. Such silence where there had once been dark laughter and wicked amusement. A wind-blasted wasteland. Oh, no. No. The king doesn't really care about the sisters because there is something else gone. Where is the book? Book. Feyre no longer has it. Sorry, Charlie. Oops. But whatever, the king has other matters to attend to. And since the Lord of Spring and his lady are now at his beck and call, he'll deal with it later. For now, we got all these clucking hens trying to jump in the cauldron. As Tamlin starts to winnow her away, she curses Jurian, saying she will light his pyres herself. And then they are gone. I was so sad the first time I read this. Bro. Because it doesn't, you, they, you don't know at this point if he's actually successfully severed their mating bond. Which, and, like, I didn't even know that was a thing. I was like, I thought you were, like, mated faux life. Well, that's the thing. They don't know. Like, ev- they don't really, it's not clear yet. And so it seems like in that moment, Rizan didn't anticipate it. So chapter 68 starts and we get something new. It says Rizan under the chapter. Oh, my God. We're in his brain. It is still in first person, but it becomes evident that we are now seeing through the eyes of Rizond. And this is brand new. Love it. We are transported in real time from the last scene. The circle is returning from Highburn to the townhouse where they are greeted by a shocked Amarin. If you'll recall, several of them are almost mortally wounded and covered in blood. And Feyre is gone. And she did the one thing Amarin told her not to. To do. Yeah. And blood came out of her face. Ugh. In this chapter, he confirms what we already knew to, or believed at least, that Feyre faked out being freed from a spell that Reese had placed on, on her under, that Reese had placed her under, and the king had broken the bond, inferring that he meant their mating bond. Amran says, that is impossible. That can't happen. But as a reader, we're not sure yet what's been broken. No, it can't, I said. They both looked at me. I cleared my head, my shattering heart, breaking for what my mate had done, sacrificed for me and my family, for her sisters, because she hadn't thought, hadn't thought she was essential, even after all she had done. Reese goes on to explain the king did in fact think he had severed the mating bond, but had not succeeded. Yay! Thank God! I tell you the relief I felt, and I was so glad she didn't make me... I'm sorry, thank the cauldron. Thank the cauldron, thank the mother. Um, 
like I was just I was so glad that Mass didn't make me wait for another book to find out. Oh my god, I would die. And we had the books, like at least all these books had already been out. But you imagine getting to the end of this book and not knowing that I would I'd die. I don't I wouldn't like it. No. Um, I do wonder if almost the like in the first draft they didn't include those last couple chapters. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, and especially from Rizan's um, perspective as well. Like, I could see it starting there. The yeah. Second, the yeah. third book, I mean. Totally. And it also, it kind of makes sense that we see from Reese now in first person because this we just learned that their mating bond hasn't evaporated. So they are linked in a way that it makes sense that he would also be in first person. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just thought about that this time around. And Emran demands that he go get her. No, he says. They're shocked. But Reese goes on to remind them. Vera said she would destroy them from within, remember? That's right. Vera is going to take the spring court down. From the inside. She's your mate. Amran bit at me. Not your spy. Go get her. She is my mate and my spy. I said too quietly. And she is the high lady. Of the night court. <gasps> whoa, 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 what? Damn, just fucking bomb Bam! after bomb after bomb in this end. Not his wife, but his equal. Equal, oh my god. The first high lady. They looked for the bargain bond. But Tamlin said there are no high ladies. Yeah, I thought there weren't any. They looked for the bargain bond back at Highburn, but they didn't check her other arm where they would have seen another tattoo inked. The tattoo that appeared after they went and got married. <gasps> and he swore her in as High Lady of the Night Court. Secret married! So that's what she was all throbby for before, not the cummies. Maybe Although, both. maybe, I'm sure both of the two of them, they probably took her up to another terracotta roof. Was like, <laughs> hold on, hope you don't fall off. <laughs> So Rizan tells them that their high lady has made a sacrifice for them all and they will act when the time is right. Until then, Amran demanded, what of the cauldron of the book? Until then, I said, staring toward the door as if I might see her walk through it, laughing and vibrant and beautiful. We go to war. Whoa, I just got chills. The last chapter of this book signifies that we are back in Feyre's mind. Again, in real time, this time Feyre and Tamlin touching down to the Spring Manor. Once a place of magic and mystery and dreams, now it is a beautiful prison that must be destroyed. Rock and roll! She confirms that her and Reese's performance at Highburn were just that, a performance. Now it's Feyre's turn to wear a mask. She smiles, tears in her eyes. She can't believe she's back. Tamlin is too snowed to question anything, but not Lucian. Lucian's not about to get on that bussy, so he is not Whoa, blinded by it. Oh, yeah. He's like, uh, so how'd you uh, break free there, Feyre from the bond? She's just like, I just wanted to, okay? I'm like a curse breaker, so yeah. Like smiling. <laughs> shut up, Lucian, shut up. up. Do you want to bang my sister? You better <laughs> shut up. <laughs> she does think, she pan, she thinks uh, about how Lucian, she's like, oh yeah, Lucian's my sister's mate. Yeah, man, brother-in-law. Uh, and does think about how the mother has a sense of humor. She turns to Tamlin and really puts on the show. 
I want it to be different some this time. Let me please be a part of things. But she's thinking, so I can rip your whole fucking life apart, you dumb shithead. <laughs> Tamlin, none the wiser. She's home now. Forever. He promised. Forever. I parroted, glancing behind to where Lucian stood in the gravel drive. His gaze on me, face hard, as if he'd seen through every lie. As if he knew of the second tattoo beneath my glove and the glamour I now kept on it. I gave Lucian a sweet, sleepy smile. So our game began. We hit the sweeping marble stairs to the front doors of the manor. And so Tamlin unwittingly led the High Lady of the Night Court into the heart of his territory. Yeah! And we're done! Yes! So gonna is the take them down from the inside out and gonna take down the spring cart now. Yes, Tamlin, you're going. You're going to get it. Your fault, Tamlin. You did this to you yourself. You did this. You freaking did Stupid this. Stupid idiot. Wow. This is a great book. I love so this book. So much happens in this book. I love it. I better have because I've had to read it like 17 times <laughs> to do this podcast. Um, you know this book better than yeah, anybody. I do. At this point. Um, yeah, but we're going right into going, Wings and Ruin. Very excited about it. Woo! Reading the third the third one. It, it's The first little section is so awesome. I, yes. I love watching. I just love watch Fe- watching Feyre go like, <laughs> I love you, Tamlin. <laughs> Fuck you, fuck you. I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. It is very satisfying. And oh, thank you for taking us through this 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 amazing second book, Natalie. Thank you for joining me along this journey. This has been amazing. We are going to return next week with a lady being a high lady of the night court. Finding out what she's gonna do. That's spring court. And we're not talking about me showing up blazed to the gills because I think that would make it difficult for me to do the episode. Would it? Hi, lady. I guess you don't. You're I'm not a, the high lady. You're not a smoke and then do your job kind no, of girl. No, I only smoke at the end of the day. Interesting facts about Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> what was your pipe oh, sound? <laughs> I don't remember what I did. <laughs> I know it was equally as bad as that for smoking. (laughs) Put that pipe away. Please read up to chapter four of A Court of Wings and Ruin or page 37 in the paperback. And now, dudes grappling with erotica for educational purposes only. Featuring Henry Zabrowski and Fernando Perez Leon. I wondered then, with his hands between my breasts and between my legs, what Reese wouldn't give of himself. I wondered if perhaps the arrogance and swagger, if they masked a male who had perhaps thought he wasn't worth very much at all. A new song began like dripping honey and edged into a swift-moving wind, punctuating with driving relentless drums. I twisted, steadying his face. There was nothing warm in his eyes, nothing of the friend I'd made. I opened my shield just enough to let him in. What? His voice floated into my mind. I reached down the bond between us, caressing that wall of ebony adamant. That small sliver cracked just for me. 
And I said into it, you are good, Reese. You are kind. This mask does not scare me. I see you underneath it. His hands tightened on me. And his hands held mine. And his eyes held mine as he leaned forward to brush his mouth against my cheek. It was answer enough and an unleashing. I leaned a bit more against him, my legs widening ever so slightly. Why did that? I said into his mind, into him. A. It reverberated against me. He struck my ribs again. And timed the beat to the music. Rubbing my thighs, rubbing my thighs, up my gooch, in my gooch. His thumb rising nearly high enough to graze the underside of my breasts. I let my head drop back against his shoulder. I let go, part of me that heard their words. Whore, whore, whore. Let go of the part that said those words alongside them. Traitor, liar, whore. And I just became. I became the music and the drums and the wild duck thing in the high lord's name. In the high lord's arms. His eyes were wholly glazed and not with power ridge. Something red hot edged with glittering darkness exploded in my mind. I dragged a hand down his thigh, feeling the hidden warrior strength there. Dragged it back up against his long, in a long idle stroke. Needing to touch him, feel him. I was going to catch fire and burn. I was going to start burning right there. Easy. He said with wicked amusement through the open sliver in my shield. If you become a living candle, poor Kier will throw a hissy fit, and then you'd ruin the party for everyone. Yeah, that sounds bad or sexy. Or good. Nice. Sexy. Because the fire would let them all know I wasn't normal. No doubt Kier would inform his most, his almost allies in the Autumn Court. One of these monsters would. Reshifted his hips, rubbing against me with enough pressure over that for a second. <laughs> I didn't care about Kier, or the Autumn Court, or what Azrael might be doing right now to steal the orb. I've been so cold, so lonely for so long, my body cried out of the contact with the joy being touched and held and alive. And the hand that had been on my waist slid slowly across my abdomen, <laughs> hooking the low-slung belt there. And I rested my head between his shoulder and neck, staring at the crowd as they stared at me, savoring every place where Reese and I connected and wanting more, 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 and more of it. At last, my blood began to boil when Reese skimmed the underside of my breast with his knuckles. I looked to where I knew Kier was watching, watching us, my wine forgotten in his hand. We both did. Hey, babies! For more fairy talk and hot touch, join us every week here on LPN Deep Dive's Akatar, available wherever you get your podcasts. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and... Producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. 
I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost.